Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Money, money, money. We all need it, we all want it, and we definitely can't stop talking about it. Especially during these times. Inflation is going up which is driving the cost of everything from food to clothes even gas prices are going up it's a lot harder now to stretch a dollar so let's get you the tools you need to help you make more money on today's episode i've got canadian youtuber renny the resource we talk all things about canadian financial literacy as well as talk about renny the accomplishments she's made and what's next for the youtuber I hope you acquire the knowledge and gather the tools to help you rack up them coins because it's all about the Benjamins, baby. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of A Shot of Melanin. On today's episode, I have a special guest, which I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. She's a big person here, um, so I'll let her introduce herself. Hi everyone, I'm Rennie, also known as Rennie the Resource. I am a full-time content creator based in Toronto, Canada, and I make content about financial literacy, career development, and lifestyle on my YouTube channel. So that's a little bit about me. Thanks for having me, Michelle. No problem. So we're just going to go right into it. Now, when did you get the idea that you wanted to start a YouTube and what made you decide to choose the topics that you did? So I decided to start my YouTube in May of 2020, and it was because I was really bored at home. You know, with the pandemic, we were in a deep lockdown at that time. So I just had a lot of extra time because I wasn't commuting for two hours a day. So I was like, hmm, I kind of want to start a YouTube channel, but I've wanted to start one for a pretty long time. I just think that because I had so much extra time, there was no reason not to start one at that time. And I also um, had recently purchased my first house in 2020. So, uh, so everyone was like, um, 
what? How did you buy your house? How did you do this? And I was like, guys, I've been telling you about this for so long. I've been talking about investing since I was 18. Like I've been talking about this for so long. And people were like, nope, we need all the answers. So they were like, I was like, okay, do you want me to do it in a YouTube video? And they were all like, yes, do it. So that was my basically leap into YouTube. And the reasons I chose those topics was because I guess financial literacy is something that comes really naturally to me. My parents have taught me about it since I was really young. Career development is something I just learned a lot about. And I was able to get promoted every single year because of the tips that I learned. So I thought, why don't I just make this into a very accessible, uh, share it with other people in a very accessible way. And then lifestyle, I just like showing what I do in my life. So I was like, let me add that in to my channel. So yeah. Yes, I recently saw you went to Dubai. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was really nice. I it was my 31st country that I've been to. So I had it was really nice, especially escaping Toronto's winter. You know, it's really nice to go anywhere warm, to be honest. Mm-hmm. 100%. What was your favorite part about your trip? Uh, skydiving, I think. I jumped out I of a plane. You did go skydiving. I'm like, girl, you brave. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Yes, I just had to jump out of a plane. They were not, but I didn't tell them before I jumped. That's the key, you know? I told them after I jumped. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it looked like you had a good time. If you guys don't follow Renny on Instagram, you get all the good stuff, all the juice from lifestyle to financials, and, of course, a little bit of her traveling that she shared with um, her um, subscribers. Um, and so that's how I was able to find out that you went to Dubai. I'm like, I'm like low key stalking you. It's probably a little bit crazy, <laughs> but I like the fact that you were able to, you know, drop gems. For example, of like how to save for a trip, um, and then you also have things like how to save a certain amount of money. Like, what are your, how much to put in per month so that you could like have by the end of the year or month or what have you that amount of money by the end of that um, goal that is being set. So I think if you guys don't follow Renny, you need to follow her on her um, social medias. I will give Renny the chance at the end of the episode to plug do a plug-in. Um, now, the average age of our listeners are between 23 and 27 years old. But we do have some younger listeners. So we are talking between the ages of 18 and 22. So let's get them um, financially ready so that by the time they are in their 30s, they can have some sort of financial success. What are some good financial strategies that young people can start incorporating in their lives? So methods of making money, saving, or financial strategies that you can give them. So the first thing I would tell everybody is to start a budget. Budgeting is something that really helped me. And I started it, I guess, when I started working my first big girl job, you know, and I was making a bit of money. And I was like, I'm spending so much money every month. Like, what is going on? But I didn't realize how much I was spending until I actually wrote down what was coming in each month and what was coming out of my account each month. And then I was like, oh, I am spending entirely too much on clothes, shoes, uh, whatever, whatever categories it was, especially food. I love food. So I spend a lot of money in that category. <laughs> so, um, the, so the first thing I would say for everyone, no matter what age you are, is to start a budget and basically see what's coming into your account each month and what's coming out. And that's the only way you can basically see 
where you can cut back on or if you need to make more money to sustain that lifestyle that you want to sustain. And that's what I did. I was like, I want to keep spending money on food. So I have to make a bit more money if <laughs> if I want to keep doing this. So that would be my first thing. The second thing would be to make your money work for you. I know we hear this a lot, like uh, make money in your sleep, blah, blah, blah. It's not a Forex scam. Don't worry. It's um, actually me <laughs> telling you that, yes, you should be making your money work for you by putting it in an asset that can grow. So for example, you can put it in the stock market, buy a company, uh, buy a share of a company, and then your money can grow that way. So that's how I actually purchased my first house. I basically was buying stocks since the time I was 18. And by the time I was 23, I was able to buy my house because it had grown to such a point that it was I was able to purchase my first house. So start making your money work for you. And there are lots of other ways to do that, but that would be the main way. Mm -hmm. And so... If somebody's starting in stocks, what is the best advice that you have? Like, I'm clueless. I know nothing about stocks. Where do I go? Um, how can I tell that I'm purchasing a good stock? Are there maybe resources for this that you might suggest? Is it best that they do it themselves and use applications? If so, what apps do you suggest? Or would you suggest that they go to, like, a financial institution and speak to somebody who's more knowledgeable? So I guess it de just depends on that person and what they want uh, to do. I would say there's no one size fits all for this. So there are two options, as you said, you can get someone to do it for you or you can do it yourself. With uh, I've, I interviewed a financial advisor and he told me, ask yourself these three questions before you make your decision. So the first question that you want to ask yourself is, do I have the knowledge and expertise to do my investing? If the answer is no, are you willing to learn um, whether or not, uh, are you willing to learn about investing? If the answer is still no, then in that case, you don't need to ask yourself any more questions. You should just hire someone to do it on your behalf, right? But if the answer is yes to that first question, then you ask yourself, do you have the time to dedicate to managing your portfolio? If the answer is yes, then you ask yourself, do you have the desire to manage your portfolio? If the answer is yes for all three of those questions, then you can go ahead and do DIY investing. But if the answer is no for any of those, maybe consider looking for um, a financial advisor or somebody. It doesn't have to be a financial advisor. You can do a robo-advisor, which is basically a robot who will manage your investments. Or there are lots of other options that are, it's not all on you. And then the other option, again, would be to do DIY. So when you are doing DIY, the most important thing to do is research. Research what you are investing in before you invest in it. And you don't have to buy a stock, like an individual stock. You can buy a group of stocks. So index funds or ETFs, which are exchange-traded funds, which is basically like a basket of stocks. Uh, so it's mixed up. So say, instead of just buying a, one share of Apple, I'm going to buy Apple and Microsoft and Tesla and all of these different companies so that your risk is spread out between all of those different companies. So that's where I would suggest that most beginners start. And then once you get a bit more comfortable buying these index funds or ETFs, then you can switch to buying a um, an individual stock if you feel like you've done enough research about it. But always, I would say always start with those those index funds and those ETFs, especially for beginners. And for those 
ETFs and index funds, if we're looking at applications, do you know of any applications for Canadians to use? Yes. Yeah, so applications like Wealthsimple or Quest Trade would be good ones that you can look into. I uh, am actually an ambassador for Wealthsimple and you can start with just $1. So it's really good. You don't even have to, with all the other applications, except for I think one other in Canada, you have to buy a full stock. So if the stock costs, say, $100, you're going to have to put a full $100 into that stock in order to buy it. But with Wealthsimple, you can just buy $1 worth of that uh, that company, and then you can add more once you feel a bit more comfortable. So that's what I really like, and it makes investing more accessible for the everyday person. If you don't want to go with one of those independent companies, you can also just go with your bank. So um, TD, BMO, any, any bank would pretty much have an investing platform. The only difference is they'll charge you a bit more money compared to those independent companies. So they, they have their pros and cons. You know, I have a video on the difference between the two if anyone wants to watch it on my YouTube channel. For sure. And I'll make sure that I'll link it into our show notes so that if they want more information, they can go and check you out. Perfect. Now, we've been going through a lot, as you know, in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gas prices are ridiculous. Yep. So <laughs> what are some ways that we as Canadians can make some extra income right now? Mm, I guess. What are your suggestions? I would say investing is a good way to make extra income. Like if you have a stable source of income right now, putting that money into an investment is a great way to make it make more money for you, basically. So my dad always told me that it's your job to go and make money, but then it's your money's job to make more money for you. So instead of living in a savings account, for example, you'll put it in um, a stock, you'll put it in crypto, you'll put it in any other investment, real estate, any other investment. But obviously, some people are not comfortable with that. So things like Airbnb, Airbnb, if you have an extra room in your place, you can make a, a good amount of money just Airbnb-ing it, you know? <laughs> or, That's smart. Yeah, or if you have uh, a car and maybe you don't drive it. Well, gas is a little pricey, so I don't know how much, how feasible this is right now. But a lot of people are doing DoorDash, um, Uber Eats, Instacart, those sorts of things. And you can make a good amount if you are willing to dedicate the time and money to it. But I always like to emphasize passive forms of income so it doesn't require you to actively go out and do the work. Your money is just making money for you, which is why I emphasize the investing um, and different things like that. So as you were saying, putting money into something, you were mentioning crypto. I am completely lost on what crypto is. I have no idea. Yes. (laughs) What's crypto? (laughs) Honestly, it is a very confusing topic and I feel like it's not the most accessible thing for everyone. So I don't feel like everyone needs to really get into it, but it is essentially a digital method, uh, a digital currency. Let's say that that's the easiest way I can put it. So you are able to, okay, wait, how do I, how do I word this very simply? The Canadian dollar is basically attached to the bank of Canada. So the bank of Canada is the one that issues it. Uh, digital currency, for example, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all of those different ones that we know, um, they are not connected to any centralized system. So it allows for deregulation. And I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know a simple way to put this, honestly. <laughs> it's a That's very, okay. Yeah. It's kind of a confusing topic. Um, but yeah, it allows you to, it's a medium of exchange, just like a dollar, but it's decentralized, unlike the dollar or any other fiat currency. So yeah. Do you need to know about it? Mm, 
like it may be the future if you're interested in it obviously i encourage people to do research but i feel like it's a very volatile space compared to the stock market or any other form of investment that i really know of do you feel as though crypto in the future might actually be a form of payment more i know that it is right now for certain things but do you think it will Mm -hmm. end up being some form of payment in the future like you'll be able to actually pay using some sort of cryptocurrency i do think we're going there but again i'm not an expert but from what i see i feel like things are moving that way so that's why i have started investing in crypto but i'm very i'm not heavily invested in it financial advisors actually suggest that you put no more than 1% of your net worth in crypto. So that's exactly what I'm doing. Not much, not much is in there at all. Yeah. And in terms of crypto, what are the, the ones that we should probably look at or maybe consider investing in? Which one would you say? Yeah. I, I typically, I don't really give advice on what people should invest in just because I'm not a financial advisor, but I can tell you what I have invested in if you want to know. Um, so I own Bitcoin, I own Ethereum, I own Solana. So yeah, so I own Bitcoin, I own Ethereum, I own Solana, I own Matic or Polygon. So those are four that I own. And I like to stick to the big coins that are well-established. There are like the well-known established coins and there are some smaller coins that I just don't play around with. So yeah, those are some of the ones that I currently own. Honestly, <laughs> all this financial stuff, I'm learning. I'm yeah. 33 years old. The only thing I knew about was, of course, investing, stocks, bonds, all of those stuff. Um, I was explained never, I mean, I wouldn't say never, but try to more so invest your money into investments rather than just have it sitting in a savings account mm-hmm. because the interest that you incur in a savings account is peanuts. Like what? Maybe you'll get 10 cents, 50 cents. I, I don't know. depends on the bank. So, to hear a lot of these terms like NFTs and crypto and, you know, it's definitely something that I'm educating myself on as well and seeing like, is there, like, can I invest in this? Is this a good idea? But because, for example, things like crypto is so new to me and I think it's not even that, like, it's not, it hasn't been around for a very, very long time. Exactly. Um, I'm a little hesitant in terms of investing in things like that. So, I understand. I'm learning things as much, and I'm 33, and I'm still trying to figure things out, <laughs> especially in the financial department. Um, but I did really want to have this conversation because, for one, you are you were able to buy a house at the age that you are. I only bought my house hold on, at 28. But I didn't buy them. I didn't buy it on my own. Mm-hmm. You bought your own. So I just kind of wanted to know, what was it like to, you know, be the first one I'm assuming out of your friends to say, I got a house. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I actually had one other friend who purchased a house and I find, I feel like, I don't know. A lot of my friends have purchased houses now and it's, I just bought mine two years ago. So, but to be the first one, I guess, because I, I would think, or maybe at your age, because I would, I, me 23. No, I didn't have that. I only got it at 28. Yeah. <laughs> What's that like being in your early 20s and bought a place? Uh, I guess I don't know. I don't know any different, right? So uh, to me, it just seems like <laughs> the norm. Um, I will say that I didn't like 
save the or I didn't invest the money thinking I would buy a house at 23. My dad basically saw I he was asking me how investing is going. I was like, oh, I have this much money. And he was like, okay, next go buy a house. And I was like, no, I do not want to buy a house. And he was like, he was like, go and buy a house. It's a much better decision than keeping it here. You'll make so much more. Your like investment will grow more. So I was like, okay. And I'm really glad that I did, you know, (laughs) but um, yeah, my friends, I feel like they were very happy for me. And now they, a lot of them have purchased their houses now. So I think it was a good thing for me to do. And um, hopefully I'll buy another one. Not sure about this market, but hopefully I'll be able to buy another one. Yeah, yeah. this market is a little. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's going to pop, but it's the interest rates are starting to go up now. And the um, the prices of our houses are especially going up. So um, the housing in this area was maybe in the 400 for townhouses and about mm-hmm. 700 for uh, detached houses and now our townhouse on our uh, on our street are going up for 900 one Oof. mil and i'm like Oof. and you have to pay condo fees Oof. on top of that that's wild yeah mine i bought it in 2020 and now it's now it's uh 780,000 that someone just sold on my street yeah and it's two yeah. years later i'm like you guys are wild <laughs> That's wild, yeah. Everybody so. wants to get their foot into it. So I completely, you know, understand. And this was a whole mindset um, about maybe financial literacy for people, whether it's my age or younger, to kind of give them the tools um, on that. And because to get in, it's hard. And not a lot of, a lot of black people kind of struggle. And I think it's not even black people. I think just a lot of people are struggling now to get their foot in the market. Rent is starting to get incredibly high now yeah. people are being almost kicked out of their house because they can't um sorry their apartments because they can't afford it you know and i know a lot of people who are trying to get a home and it just seems to be getting further and further out of reach um so this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I keep hearing about something called um, Forex. Forex, Forex, Forex. You know, people kind of slip through my DMs and say, hey, (laughs) would you be interested in Forex? And I'm like, what is Forex? And is it something that is like, should I look into it? Or should anybody look into it? So I actually have a video. Yeah, so I actually have a video on my channel called "The Truth About Forex" because I um, actually tried Forex when I was I don't know maybe twenty or something. And same thing as you just said, people were coming in my DMs and they were like, "Hey, this thing's so amazing! You make money in your sleep." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Okay, like I'm already investing in the stock market. This is just another form of investment. That's cool." Um, And the person who actually DM'd me was. like someone I would consider a friend, you know, somebody who 
I spoke to on a regular basis and I could see that they were making a lot of money in Forex. So I was like, okay, let me try it. So I went and I tried and basically it's what Forex is, is you are buying one type of foreign exchange currency and trading it for another type of uh, currency. So you can buy US dollars and trade it for Japanese yen and the spread between them is how you make money on it. But the thing that these so forex in itself doing like trading on the forex markets is not a bad thing it's the mlms that take advantage of people that are the bad thing so mlms for anyone who doesn't know are multi-level marketing schemes and they basically try to recruit people and so the guy who recruited me every time he recruited someone he would get paid basically <laughs> it's a pyramid scheme essentially it's a pyramid scheme yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. but but that's not to say Forex is bad, right? It's to say that the MLMs are bad. So people can trade Forex and make lots of money and not be in an MLM. But if you are in an MLM, you may you may get scammed. So that's what was happening to me. Um, I was I thankfully didn't recruit anyone because I I never wanted to share anything with anyone unless I truly believed in it. So after about a month, I was like. I'm not making any money in this. What am I doing? And then I left. Thank God I didn't put much money in it. But I know people who put thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and they were just trying to, they were focused more on recruiting people than they were on actually trading and making money in, in trading. So that's my two cents about Forex. <laughs> so is this something that you kind of have to pay attention to? Like, do you have to be glued to your phone? A computer. Yeah, exactly. So the Forex um, market, or I don't know what you would call it, but it's open 24-7 because it's worldwide, right? You're trading currencies from across the world. So it's not like the stock market that has specific hours during the day. This one is open all the time. So you could be trading 24-7. And what these MLMs do is they'll send you like, hey, buy this and trade this. And they basically say, all you have to do is copy the trades that we send you and you'll make lots of money. But then they would be sending me trades at 3 a.m., at 1 a.m. at, And I'm like, I am not, a, I'm not trading at those times. I'm a lazy trader, you know? So <laughs> um, yeah, that's why it wasn't for me. And obviously the MLM structure is pretty predatory. So yeah, would not recommend. But if, you, <laughs> but, but if you have the, if you have the, the time and energy to dedicate to trading Forex, you can make money again. Just avoid the MLMs. MLM, okay. Yeah. So that's something I'm, I'm learning because I, I I see them and my biggest um, scare, I guess you could say, is that it's a pyramid scheme yeah. and I lose so much money doing it. Exactly. So I did want to kind of just bring, that's a good thing that you mentioned that it's the MLMs. So, you know, be aware of what you're putting your money into. Um. And it's like trading, but it's like all day, 24 hours, and you like yeah. stuck to a phone or a screen, I should say. So exactly. um, now, would you would you do trading? So just off of stocks, would you do trading yourself? Or like, do you know people who've been able to trade or heard of stories of people who have traded and just made money? I guess it's instantly. Yeah, so good question. A lot of people confuse trading with investing, so maybe I will clarify them. Trading for everyone is like short-term investing, and it's basically like you could buy something today, and then in three hours you sell it because it's raised up by $3 in price. Um, whereas I'm the type of person who is an investor, and then I will buy something today, and then when it in two years when it's up 
$20, then that's when I'm going to sell it. So that's, that's the difference between a trader and an investor. People do make a lot of money with trading. I will say that, but it takes again, a lot of time and effort. And I am too lazy for all of that. <laughs> I like to buy and hold. Yeah. I like I to buy and hold. Yeah. What about you? Um, do you I'm new. Mm-hmm. So I recently um, subscribed to Well Simple. Nice. I'm new to this. <laughs> I think I'm an investor. Yeah. <laughs> because trading, I am a mother of two kids. I have a nine to five. I do podcasting as a hobby. I have a lot. Yeah. So to constantly be stuck on my phone, I have heard the success stories, the I was able to finance my trip based off of trading. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to have that extra time to do it. And maybe I need to carve out time to try it because that would be nice, you know, to make some extra money to take a trip. I haven't gone on a trip in seven years, mm-hmm. so it would be nice. Um, but I'm just as clueless. So I'm walking into this a little blindly, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am learning, you know, um, so that is that's the good part about it. But I would think I'm more of an investor because I tend to do here's my money. <laughs> walk away. <laughs> Yeah. And I think for beginners, I feel like investing makes more sense for beginners than trading does because trading is just so, how would I work? It's, it's much riskier than investing because with investing, if you look at the stock market over the past, let's say hundred years, we know that it's always gone up and up and up, but we don't know over the past two hours, nobody knows if like how the stock market's going to react. Right? Like if you were day trading, within these past three months, how the market has been really turbulent, you would you probably would have lost quite a bit of money because the market's just been going down and down and down. But if you zoom out and look at the market over a long period of time, you see that the market has been going up. So I think that's the difference. I don't recommend trading for most people unless you have the time, dedication, and energy to actually yeah, put your put effort in it. Yeah. So what are some great resources that people could either read or maybe a podcast you might be able to suggest like what I mean of course we're going to plug in your channel (laughs) but what other resources can they can people read up about especially um you know being in the Canadian um markets and all that sort of stuff what can Canadians read or listen up on so that they can increase their knowledge when it comes to financial literacy so some channels on YouTube that I like are Steph and Den. So they are a couple who lives in Toronto and they make content about financial literacy. So I would recommend lis- watching them or listening to them. You can also use The Motley Fool, which is a newsletter or just a website that you can look on to research different stocks and index funds and ETFs. I also like Yahoo Finance and Google Finance. I think those are great places. Another great place is The Peak. So The Peak is a daily newsletter. So if you don't like getting emails daily, probably ignore this. But if, you, if you're if you okay with it, they send out like a bite-sized newsletter about what's going on in the markets each day. And I really like it just because it's like, you know, it's, it's very, it's a quick, easy read. And it just gives you a brief overview of what's going on in the markets. Another one that you can look into is Inverse, so I-N-V-R-S, and that's a new platform that essentially allows you to research different stocks and, and different things like that, um, and it's all Canadian, so it's run by Canadians, and 
again, it's really hard for us to find Canadian content. So I love to plug any Canadian content that I can find. And the last one, it's American, but I would recommend Clever Girl Finance. Um, the concepts that she teaches on there are excellent. And she's also a black woman. So always love that. <laughs> yes, we got to support. And of course, Rennie, you need to plug your channel. <laughs> and you can check out my YouTube channel as well. Um, XO Rennie on YouTube and Instagram. You can check me out there. Awesome. And so what's the future for Rennie? What's, what does Rennie have for 2022? Let's, let's put it as that. Or even if you want to go beyond that, what's the future for Rennie? So I'm actually starting a podcast. Uh, that's something that's coming out soon. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe by the time this episode is out, my podcast will be out. But it's called Don't Go Broke Trying. And it's a podcast all about financial literacy. So on my YouTube channel, I talk about all three of those uh, topics, career, finance, lifestyle. But people have told me they own, they're focused on the finance. They want to get their finances right. So I'm starting a podcast that's specifically dedicated to finances and talking about money. So yeah, join me. You can find me on all those platforms where you can find any podcast. I can't wait till you drop that. Was that an exclusive or did yeah. you already do <laughs> I haven't released it, so I guess it's an exclusive. <laughs> Yay! I mean, it'll probably be out by the time this gets this drops, but yeah. um, that's great. I did have another question, mm -hmm. and it's kind of not around the version of financial literacy, just more so you as a YouTuber. So how did you feel to be put on by YouTuber as uh, being one of the five incredible black Canadian creators and who, who have received grants from YouTube Black Voice Funds, which was introduced in 2020? What was it like getting accepted into the black um, YouTube Black Voices of 2022. What was that? Honestly, one of the best moments ever. I actually quit my job in October of 2021. And I quit my job wow. to focus on YouTube because I was kind of burnt out at work. So I was like, let me put all my time and energy into YouTube. I think I can make way more money here than I could make at um, my job. And so I quit. And the day that I announced that I qu quit, I actually got the call from YouTube saying that, hey, just by the way, you got accepted into YouTube Black. And I was like, what? Like, amazing. Yeah, so it was, it felt like- It's not rainy. <laughs> it felt like divine timing, you know? Um, but yeah, so it felt really good, especially because I'm one of five Canadians. So we don't have, uh, this is the first year they opened up to Canadians. So I felt really excited. And what really excited me was the fact that I never, I didn't even, I just applied for fun, you know, I didn't apply thinking I could even get in and I got in. So that was really exciting. I'm the smallest creator in Canada and the US, like out of all 50 something of us. So it's a big deal. And I'm uh, really excited about it. So how did that go? Like, did you guys get to go to YouTube's headquarters and like, what was that? Like, did anything happen? Did they celebrate you? Or was it because, you know, we're in a pandemic? Because of the pandemic, unfortunately, ah. no travel. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, but I, I guess I was on the YouTube uh, page. Google featured me. I got a I got a lot of press out, out of it. So that was fun. But yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get to travel anywhere due to COVID. What's that like now? We've got press coming. Hey, Renny, could you write for our blog to yo or what's that all like coming like you went from working a nine to five to now becoming a creative and then boom 
black creator voices and now a whole bunch of opportunities have opened for you like did you have a moment where you're like this is surreal i did because i actually was looking at my vision board and i saw that two years ago i wrote down or in 2018 i wrote down i want to be my or i am my own boss or something along those lines and it's like oh it came to fruition so it feels amazing i always say that I love to talk and now I'm getting paid to talk. So I, <laughs> I don't take it for granted and I feel really blessed to have the opportunity to do it. Did you have a moment where you felt like, I think I'm, I think I'm going to be pretty big. Like, I think I'm big right now. <laughs> Not yet, to be honest. I'm still kind of like, you know, I'm just a tiny channel, but I know one day I'll be big, big, you know? Oh, I know it. I'm already like, I see it. Like, I would be surprised if one day I see you on the Brandon Gonez show. Like, amen. Let's put that into the into the. Oh, I will, girl. Let's put it on. I will. (laughs) I literally see up and up for Renny. So congratulations. Thank you. I wish you the best. Thank you so much for coming on our episode. We wish you the best for the podcast. Welcome to podcasting, Renny. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited. I find that it's easier to talk when you're, it's just talking, you know, with the video, you have to like, make sure you're you're looking all good. But now yeah. I'm like, this is easy. I don't like using yeah. video. This is yeah. why I'm not on YouTube. <laughs> I don't like the the face. I, I'm not going to lie. I tried YouTube. I'm like, I don't like my face. I'd rather just do audio. <laughs> I feel so. you honestly. <laughs> it it seems it seems much more chill. So I'm excited to get headed first into it. So good luck. Thank you again for being on the episode. A special thanks goes out to Rennie for being our guest on today's episode. You can find Rennie on YouTube, Pinterest. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. All information will be in the show notes. Don't forget to follow us on our social medias. You can find us on Twitter at ASOM underscore podcast, Instagram at Ashada Melanin, as well as Facebook at Ashada Melanin. Did you like today's episode or any of our previous episodes? Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and we'll catch you in the next episode. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.